Welcome to the first ever episode of the Innovation Cloud Podcast, and I am your host, one of your hosts and potential co-hosts, uh, Clint Cadio, and we bring together many, many, many compelling stories of young innovators and entrepreneurs from different walks of life in different parts of the world for everyone to share their stories and hear what they say. And we're this year, this new year, we're starting off with a bang with this amazing, amazing entrepreneur who has a very, very compelling story. And let's just introduce yourself, Mr. Konstantin Bukatov. And please, who are you, Konstantin? Hello, Clint. Thanks for having me. So I'm a 17-year-old innovator and entrepreneur from Israel and a person who got scammed on Russian Federal Channel by a Russian billionaire. Wait, wait, wait. Did I just hear that right? So what was it? I feel like when we had a chat, you said that, whoa, that is amazing. That is really pretty cool. And you said you got scammed on Russian television. That's really interesting. Was it was it a show or was it a what was it? Was it similar to Shark Tank? What was it on? So Russian Federal Channel decided to make a show, something close to Shark Tank. In Russian, it was called Buy It Now. Whoa. But it's basically a copy of Shark Tank. Really interesting. Really interesting. So it's like a Russian kind of because if you translate. If you actually, for all our viewers, you can actually access still the pitch that Constantine did on YouTube. And it is, it was produced by a really well-known Russian multimedia television uh, outlet. And it did garner a lot of views. So that's really amazing. It's really interesting. But the fact that that is just one part of the story. Getting to the other part that you mentioned, you got scammed by a Russian billionaire. Is, is that true? That is true. However, it's like more complicated than just that. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's really interesting. And we can dive, dive into the topic right away. So, or actually that's, that's really, really, I mean, um, it's a very, crazy but yet very compelling story and how how did you get there like what was your background before you even got on the show because they don't just let younger teenagers younger entrepreneurs come in right you have to have something you had to have leverage yourself and work yourself way up to be able to garner that opportunity and what is your background Constantine yeah, so everything happened back in 2021. I was taking a part in a Silicon Valley camp. It's basically an accelerator program for Gen Z. And through it, I got contacted by TV show administrators. However, my project was, I think, incredible. And I'm still working on it. It's a portable exercise machine that generates electricity during workout. We're saving humans' energy while they are doing things they love. Whoa, that's that's really interesting. 
where did you see or how did you come about this problem before you came up with this very innovative solution of yours? Was it something one day you wanted to just work out during your COVID times or was it something that you saw that other people had problems with and you tried to come up with a more innovative, sustainable solution that you were trying to work out, but at the same time, why not garner another form source of energy that could potentially be used as a way for you to charge your phone, do so many things. What was it like? How did you come about this problem, Constantine? Sadly, nothing that you mentioned. My main idea was sell something to people on crowdfunding. Oh, wow. I mean, that's really interesting. That's really interesting for sure. Because even for, <laughs> sorry, Sorry about that. Early stage entrepreneurs. I mean, I mean, it's different for everyone, but it's like even from other people's experiences, before even they come about a solution, they have a problem they try to solve or they encounter. But you, you just wanted to see if something works and try to crowdfund for it. So you're more thinking like an innovator. So, so how did you come about the solution and what happened after you came up with this very compelling uh unique way to charge phones and do so many great things while still working out so initially i was thinking what might people want to buy and i came up with a solution with an idea of step platform that would generate electricity each time you step on it it didn't it wouldn't be able to work the electricity that you will be able to generate wasn't enough to charge your headphones. And then pivot after pivot, I came up with a solution of a portable, portable machine. And at that place, it all got interesting. At that time, I wasn't that focused on selling it, but on just building it. As when you start building something, you get fascinated with it. I got passionate about my idea and I just got carried away. A hundred percent. I mean, that's really amazing. And that's sometimes what people lack is the enthusiasm to start something. And eventually they fall off not knowing that they don't stay long enough in the game. And as I can see, as a younger innovator, younger entrepreneur as yourself, you were just, enthu you were just fascinated by what you were doing and that's really cool. I mean, that's a pretty cool product. I mean, it's really amazing that you're able to do this at a pretty young age. But so what happened after you came about that solution? Like what happened next? Like, did you try to find a go-to market strategy, try to produce more, or did you try to garner investors? Or how did you come about the next steps for your potential endeavors or business or startup? So I started with building a prototype. As I thought, I'm making a hardware product, then I should have something to show. So I built a prototype full by myself, spent like 100, 100 hours on it. I ruined maybe 10 prototypes while building it. And then I pitched it to marketing agencies for crowdfunding, to multiple. And all of them as one said, man, we will sell millions worth of it. Like, just let's get started. 
Man, that that that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I love I love that right there. You went on, you had a cool product, and you thought, hey, why not prototype, showcase it to agencies, marketing, or whatever agencies you wanted to pitch it to, and they loved it. That's really amazing. And for our viewers or our listeners out there, it's really hard, especially even for young entrepreneurs, to garner opportunities like those. So Constantine, like how did you come about different opportunities to just start pitching to many potential angel investors, to many potential agencies? Did you have connections? How did you get connections with them? Or what what is your secret for others to maybe follow your steps and hopefully help others with their innovation, with their ideas, so they could garner that runway? For them to potentially succeed like yourself so for agencies i had no connections what i did i went to crowdfunding platform indiegogo and looked for successful campaigns that raised over like three million dollars i texted maybe 50 60 of that of the successful campaign founders i received few replies with different agencies as I thought, either I'm going to go with best or none. There is no middle point in business, I think. And oh, I just DM'd them, sent them an email, and started pitching. Oh, wow. And then from there, you just went off. You got connected with, with other investors. Is that what happened? Because even when you start connecting with other agencies, they refer you to different other ones and they refer you to potential investors is that is that correct is that what happened next is it some form of domino effect where you were able to connect with other potential investors after that so at the point when i was talking with agencies i already knew that i'm taking a part in russian tv show shark that russian version of shark tank and i thought i will raise some amount of money vr will do a test product, test run, will bring, I will bring uh, pre-orders and with better startup valuation, I will go to angel investors. However, we're getting to par with TV show. Nothing from that happened. Oh my gosh. Really interesting. So when you got into the TV show, now that you mentioned that, how did you land that opportunity to go on Russian, it's it, if you for any of our listeners, it's the show is called Buy It Now. If you translate it into English, it's called Buy It Now, and it's really interesting because it's it's somewhat similar to Shark Tank, but it's it, it was uh, they taped a couple episodes from what I know. Uh, what year was it, Constantine, when they ca came about the, the show? It was 2021. Like fourth quarter, I think. Oh, wow. Really, really interesting for sure. So how did you land that opportunity to be able to pitch on that show? Yeah, so at the time, I was taking a part in accelerator program for Gen Z with my project, X Machines, that's called Back Energy, and accelerator program called, called Silicon Valley Camp. I was taking part there. We had a demo day that was published in YouTube. And then the founder of Silicon Valley Camp got contacted by administrators of TV show. 
he shared few of our projects, a few of other accelerator participant projects. However, only I was lucky enough to get into the show. And from them, it all just start, start, started rolling. Wow. I mean, that's really amazing that you were able to land an opportunity like this. That is really cool. And how did you get scammed by a Russian billionaire? I feel like our listeners has been wanting, or for anyone who have come this far, let's get to it. How 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 did you get scammed by a Russian billionaire? Did you go in not knowing what's gonna happen or what happened next? Or did you get a deal? What was the story, Constantine? So I pitched my project on TV show. Then I got the same amount of money presented to me from four investors. However, due to TV show rules, you can choose only one, one investor. And I made a mistake there. There were four people, and as, as I know, only one billionaire from them. So I thought the most legit of them should be a billionaire. I think that makes sense. However, he is the least legit guy there. Wait, can can we can we name this billionaire? I feel like yeah, sure. Even for for our listeners out there, I feel like they would like to know who this billionaire is, or they, maybe they could get some validity. Is is that okay? Definitely. All right. His name is Igor Rybakov. You can just Google him. Igor Rybakov. Whoa. If it, that name right there sounds like a guy with a lot of money. But that it definitely does. <laughs> it's really it's really cool. I mean, the fact that you were able to pitch in front of a lot of billionaires, I mean, no matter who they are, I mean, it's really interesting that you were able to do that. And how were you even scammed by Mr. Rybakov? Because even for me, I did a little bit of background check on him. Fun fact, he was actually a Nobel Peace Prize winner alongside with her with her wife. So Mr. Rybakov is a very, from a couple of Google searches, is as you can see, he has somewhat of a okay, great background in doing social good. But I feel like there is more to the story. And we are not here to mention any conspiracies. We are here to share stories, and share facts that we have known. And that is what Innovation Cloud is for, sharing stories of untold stories of entrepreneurs and different types of innovators from different parts of the globe. And for you, Constantine, what happened? Did you strike a deal with Mr. Rybakov when you pitched your idea? So after I pitched my idea, we had like a word agreement, basically. And after the show, I got contacted by his assistant with an email saying, we will not invest. That's all. <laughs> wow i mean so you did strike a deal you did strike a deal with mr Rybakov, and how much like how much money if you don't mind me asking how much money did he try to offer you or any of the other uh billionaires on the panel offered you yes yeah, so i received the same amount of investment offer uh it's one million rubles or fifteen thousand dollars Ooh, that's that's a that's still a lot of money. I mean, fifteen thousand uh 
U.S. dollars, correct? Yes. yes. And that is a lot of money, especially for a younger entrepreneur who may need a form of runway for them to start off a pretty cool project like yourself. And getting an offer of 15,000 rubles from four different... rubles. How, how do you pronounce it, uh, Constantine? Of $15,000. Oh, sorry. $15,000, which is, sorry to all our listeners out there, a million... A million rubles is the conversion. And I had it very mixed up because even, even from what I know, a million rubles is still a lot of money. So 15,000 for a young entrepreneur who comes in at the age of 15, 16, that is a huge, huge, huge amount for them to start off a pretty cool venture. And from there, when he did try to strike a deal with you, you said the actual assistant told you that they were not going to do it what what was the reason why maybe our listeners may want to know or you may want to share what happened after here it gets tricky so after i received an email from him i was trying to get any information what did go wrong like i think that's important to know for a few months no reply i was sending him an email a week just can I get reply? Can I get reply, etc.? No reply, no reply. Then I received an email that said we conducted a research with focus group based on information you have shared. I haven't shared any information with them. They had nothing. So I do not get how can you conduct a focus group research without information. But nevertheless, they are saying that they did. So after that, I was trying to get information of what questions was the focus group asked, what information was shared with them, who was conducting the research, and on what market. And I received an answer from his assistant that said, the audience was mixed, mostly young people, questions related to how relevant and interesting the product is to them. Like, basically, nothing was shared with me. Wow. That's not an answer about focus group. <laughs> I mean, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Because even for Mr. Rybakov, who may be a very wealthy, lucrative individual, which is amazing, that's really surprising. I mean, from even Shark Tank shows, there are potential deals that do not even follow through and they get offered millions, thousands of dollars. And this is really interesting for a show that may have started off and you were not able to strike a deal, which is uh, very sad and very unpleasant. But I believe that from there, you were able to bounce back from that uh, pretty interesting discussion that pretty interesting experience that you had so like what happened after the assistant said no like no contact you were basically ghosted is that is that basically what happened basically yes yeah. so his email felt like he was saying get lost not exactly like that he wasn't writing get lost but it felt like that oh okay very that's very um that's very unpleasant to hear, but from what I know now, 
you are a trader by trade. So do you currently do something else? Did you pursue that idea you had or did you try to pursue the profession you're doing at the moment? So a year ago, not a year, eight months ago, I decided that if they are not one to give me money, I will make that, those money by myself with a skill I will build to keep moving forward with my project and hopefully not even ask for pre-seed round of investment and I go for round A. Oh, wow. I started learning to trade. And it's more complicated than I thought. Oh, it, it is. And I say this from an amateur trader who was very young at the same time was just really curious. So I followed my curiosity from my experience. Uh, trading is very risky and we are not financial uh, advisors or any at all. And we're not telling you to start trading, do it at your own risk. And we advise you to seek help or seek understanding when you do such things as invest a decent amount or your own personal uh, cash or assets. Is that, is that true? It's, is it very, from your experience, how did you get into trading, Constantine? Yeah. So while I was building my project with Excel machine, I made, met a coach who was related to crypto. He's like, he's a workout coach and he does crypto on a side but not trading at that time. And in January, around January 2022, he started trading crypto. He texted me like, I got a huge profit in a month. Try this out. Long story short, he blowed his account in two <laughs> months. I mean, crypto, crypto is a very risk adverse uh, investment. Since because of the volatility, as we all know, and recently what happened with the FTX faults, it's it's really interesting, and there are very few who may who may like gain a certain amount of profit, but like you said, even with those who may have profited, they were not able to pull out early enough to even secure a decent amount of profits, which is. Interesting. And I am speaking from my experience. I have made an investment into the crypto scene a couple of years back and I was very vulnerable and did not know what I was doing. But yet I lost a decent amount of money as well. And from your experience, what do you currently trade? Do you, were you hooked from crypto, Constantine? Or what happened? Did you get into stocks, bonds? You name it. I went across a YouTube channel, ICT, and that guy is just killing it. His videos break down how the market operates and how the market maker forces people to do what they shouldn't do. So I started learning his YouTube channel. Then all I did, I was watching his videos taking notes, practicing them on fake money. So basically paper trading for a few months straight. Like daily, I was doing that. 
And after, after that, after I gained some understanding, I tried a prop form challenge. Long story short, I failed it. Then applied again and thankfully was successful. So now I'm just trading Forex and futures as my side hustle <laughs> apart from school. Amazing. I mean, that's amazing. That's that's pretty interesting. I mean, that's really cool that you're able to be really well educated now in the space and you're able to be risk adverse when you when it comes to trading. Do you have any advice or would you recommend such things as trading to a younger audience that we may have on this channel? If you want to sit in front of your screen from morning till midnight, then it's a good thing to do as I think trading. If you don't want to do that, if you are not able to sit enough time in front of your screen, trading is not for you. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's, it's really, it's really interesting for sure. And I a hundred percent agree. I feel like you need to put in the time you need to put in the effort. It's, it's like a sport for some people. And if you don't put in the effort or put in the time to actually learn how to proficiently and successfully trade, whether that would be futures, Forex, crypto, stocks, and it's very risky for different assets. So that's that's really amazing. And currently at the moment, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to do mentorship sessions for younger people or or do you think you are worthy enough or do you think you are in the position to be able to potentially teach others your skill that you have learned or the experiences that you may, you may have gained? So I'm not a financial advisor and all I do is share setups I have taken. And of course, all I can do is show setups I have taken on paper account. That's only that is legal but I help people understand what lies, like what is behind the setup I've taken, I have taken. What are confluences and how to take those setups in the future? And answering your question, yes, I do have a mentorship. I am currently mentorshipping few people and it's going great for them. Way better than it went for me at the start. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool and that's really amazing. And do you have any social media or do you have a website a platform where people can potentially contact you if they would like to learn maybe from a younger entrepreneur a younger trader who have experience not just in entrepreneurship or the startup scene but also when it comes to trading i do have instagram i'm not active there at all i just don't understand it but um, you can contact me through instagram and as we got to cryptocurrency, I want to get back to the TV show part and to Igor Rebekov and share why, one thing, why I believe I got lucky that I didn't get his money. In his videos, he talks that Bitcoin is the biggest financial scam in the world. And for people who know how cryptocurrency works, this just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, for sure. I feel like for Mr. Rybakov, who is used to a brick-and-mortar system where he's very a little lenient towards the more conservative space of just sticking to regular uh, conventional assets, and that's how maybe he does business. And I 100% agree. I feel like even when it comes to Bitcoin, there is it's still very risky. The crypto space is very risky, but for cryptocurrency to truly work, you need to break it down by the root name itself. It will only function as a sustainable form of actual currency if it runs. If people actually start using it as a currency. It sounds so simple, but that's what it was designed for. And I feel like this is the next steps into the next digital revolution that we have. And for you to bring that up, it's really interesting. It's a very interesting debate for a lot of individuals in the space right now. And your experience from Mr. Rubikov, you say that you are very lucky that the deal did not fall through. And it and then it's very sad. I mean, can we can we call it a scam or is that is that basically what happened to you? So from one part, he did gain what he wanted to gain from TV show, that's publicity. And he did not give to young entrepreneurs what he promised them to give on federal channel. So you answer that question. Can we call it a scam or not? I mean, speaking of what you just told me, it sounds like he did not fulfill what he promised you. And we may call it a scam or may not. It's very argumentative, very subjective. But for our viewers and our listeners out there, maybe you guys can decide if it's a scam. Because it is true. He did not fulfill on his promise. He he's not he's not 100%. He he did not do it because for whatever maybe reasons, but he's a very rich guy. And not but just because he was able to do his due diligence or whatever his main reasons are, but he has done great things in the past. He's currently may be posting different things in social media, whatever Mr. Rybakov is doing. But Mr. Rybakov, if you're listening to, to this ever, 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 maybe we still may need that $15,000, which is a million rubles. Is that, is, I think that is the conversion rate. So it's not a scam if he lends it to you at some point. And hopefully he will. And I believe that down the road, who knows what could happen. You can meet him potentially as a potential investor in the future and who knows what can happen but for now at least it could potentially be a scam until he kind of pays you off in the future but who knows what can happen and i feel like we can try to segue into any advice or any thing any lessons or valuable any last lessons or thoughts that you may have from the whole experience of being on buy it now and your experience as an entrepreneur as a trader what would you say to younger entrepreneurs or individuals who may be listening to this recording at the moment as nelson mandela said there is no passion to be found playing small or settling for life you're less than you're capable of living and trading is a part of that. Entrepreneurship is a part of that. 
anything you do, aim at the highest point you can. From younger ages, we were told, some of us were told, don't try to aim for something insanely big. Try to aim for lowest hanging fruit. But no passion will be found if you will do that. 100%. And I think we can end off the first ever Innovation Cloud podcast there with that amazing note said by our guests, our really special guests, Constantine. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I wish you the best with any of your future endeavors. And hopefully we'll stay connected and you have yourself. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Clint. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you so much, Constantine, for coming all the way out here. And I wish you a safe flight back. And to any of our listeners, thank you so much. And if you have come this far, comment 50 right now on the LinkedIn post. And I will personally do 50 push-ups. And I will say your name 50 times for every push-up. And I will personally send you the video of me doing it. So, until next time, my friends. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.